EST is sponsored by Pastor Talk by Lifeway. Join host Marty Dern as he interviews pastors, professors, authors, and other ministry practitioners. Pastor Talk gives you tools and encouragement to shepherd your flock well. Subscribe to Pastor Talk in iTunes or your favorite podcatcher, or listen online at lifewaypastors.com. Hi, and welcome to EST. If you love the established church, this is the place to have conversations about why the established church matters, how to better serve her, and to hear stories every week about how God is using the church for His glory and our good. The show is hosted each week by Sam Rayner, Josh King, and Micah Fries. We're glad you're here. Welcome to another episode of the EST. My name is Josh King, and... I am joined, as always, uh, well, not always, always, but usually with my good friend, Sam. Sam, what's going on? What is up? Que pasa, my friend? I think we should say that we haven't killed Micah. You know, like, let everybody know Micah's still on the show. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say something about him being in the back trunk or buried in the backyard. but (laughs) That would be a very long trunk. That... (laughs) (laughs) If you're going to, if, yes, if you're going to put Mike in the back of your trunk, you need something like a 1986 Ford LTD. I've got a forerunner, but I think we'd have to lay one of the seats down. I mean, he's, <laughs> he's a tall dude. He is no, very really tall. tall. I used to drive like a Ford Focus, um, and had to pick him up from the airport one time. And that was, that was funny, you know, cause I'm a short guy. I'm very short. And he, he jumped on in there and it was funny. Had to open the window. He's kind of hanging out the window, but no. Micah is still on the show, and we love Micah. We miss Micah, but uh, he couldn't jump on these recordings, and so we're going to have a few weeks without him. Uh, hopefully after this, the next few should be with him. I think so. Man, I, I'm ready for the three the three amigos to be back together. Mm, I love it. I love it. Hey, are you looking forward to anything in 2018? Can we talk about that thing we're working on, or is it not? That yet? thing. Yeah, the, the October thing. Well, uh, I think you have to tell people now. I do not. I don't have to do anything. Remember, it's our podcast. It is our podcast. And Micah is not here to to tell us what to do. Um, so do you want to wait till Micah is here and we'll just leave it at that? We'll no, talk to I, I hate surprises and the suspense <laughs> is killing our listeners at this point. So you need to tell them. Is it done enough? Can we? Yeah, sure. Why I not? feel like it is. Yeah. All right. You remember the date? It, I don't have to walk us into doing it. Mm, Once no, we put again, it out there. It's our podcast. We can do whatever we want. It's got to be done. So in October, we are working on the first ever EST conference. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, it's going to be right here in the great city of Dallas, Texas, actually probably outside of Dallas a little bit, but who cares? You know, the big old Dallas thing. And uh, um, got a great keynote speaker, one one that we eh, both love and, and know. He's all right. I think, I think he's awesome. He's actually my favorite Rainer. No. <laughs> <laughs> No, uh, uh, so Dr. Rayner is going to keynote this, uh, conference here. So, you know, be looking for it. We're all going to be there and, uh, great, uh, venue, great time. We're working on a lot of things and we'd love to hang out with you. Of course, we're talking to you all the time and we'd love for you to talk to us. We'd like to hear you. And, yeah. oh, you know what I'm most excited about the whole thing? The idea that really gets me going is the, uh, the live episode of EST that we're going to do there at the conference with other people's involvement, you know, get some live Q and a going, we'll be talking all that kind of stuff. That'll be fun. I think that'll be the highlight. Really. I think so. I don't even know how we're going to do that, but it sounds like a lot of fun. I mean, yeah, we'll figure it out. I've got some ideas. 
And then also like just eating and hanging out with people. That's what I want to, I want to hang out with people, you know, and it's not like it's going to be like, this is the conference where Sam and Micah and Josh, you know, dispel wisdom or dispel the idea that they have wisdom. You know, that's, we're not giving advice here. We're going to be hanging out. We're going to share. We're so good, block good off the session. entire month of October and just plan right. one of the days in October of joining us at the EST, mm. EST church conference. In Dallas, Texas. Um, the one and only Dallas, Texas. Metroplex. The, um, yeah, block it off because I can't remember the date right now in front of me, but we have a date already that we're working on. Um, hey, speaking of something that you get at these conferences, books. I want yeah, to talk about there will be free books. Talk. People read books. I've heard this. Uh, and it's October 4th. Thursday, October. The fourth. I just looked it up on my calendar. So go. Everybody block off October 4th and plan to be in Dallas. Um, book publishing. Yeah. I know a lot of, yeah, you do that, right? I do. You I have publish a book. book. I've, I've, I've written a couple of books and I publish books. So you know about this. I don't. My philosophy on book, because I've been asked a couple of times, why don't you publish a book? My thought is that. You know a guy. I do. But everything that I would talk about, somebody smarter has already written a book on. So I, I just, I just kind of know other people's books that you should read. That, that's kind of my thought personally. I'm not smart enough that anybody would care to read a book, but a lot of pastors love books, read books. Are you a print or a, like a digital book guy? I'm all digital. Like I love digital books. Yeah. So I, I books, I'm all print. I, I enjoy the, the print copy. Do you smell the books? A lot of a lot of print guys are like, I love the way books smell. Okay, so I, this is a complete rabbit trail, but I have terrible eyes and terrible ears, but I have the nose of a hound dog. So, um, <laughs> when I'm always I'm always the first person to smell something. So whatever that well, may be, he who smells it, I'm the first person to smell something. <laughs> So yeah, I do love the smell, particularly of an old book. I will buy an old book. In fact, the the, the most recent old book that I bought um, was the very first book about a, a missionary called Yates. Um, it was the very huh. first book that Lifeway ever published. And what's your favorite? What's your? I smelled it. Book? I did smell it. Yes, I opened it up and I smelled it. To answer your what's question, what's your favorite book that you own? Ooh, um. Your prized possession. You know, I have one of those W.A. Criswell Bibles that he signed that were limited edition. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I have one of those that my dad gave me. Um, mm -hmm. So I, I kind of like that one. I have some rare books. I have the uh, the unrevised Genesis commentary that uh, Holman, Broadman, Broadman put out, Broadman and Holman. Uh, back mm -hmm. in the 1970s, that was extremely wow. controversial and got pulled before it even went to market. So I have my hands on one of those. Um, don't agree with the content, but you know, it's still kind of neat. neat. It's historic. Yeah, neat to have one. I have a, I have an autographed um, Billy Graham book, his biography. I have one of those. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, I had one of those Chriswell study Bibles. Uh, cause I went to Criswell college. I don't know if I've ever mentioned the best Bible college in the nation, but I went there and I got, he signed it. And then Dr. Patterson signed it as well. 
was very go. fond of that. In fact, it's one of the reasons I became a Southern Baptist was that study Bible, not because of the contents of it, just because of the men who wrote it and or helped edit it. And uh, something, the binding or something messed up on it. So I called and they said they would fix it. And I was like, great. And um, I was very careful to say, now it's autograph. I need this one. Well, guess what they did? They sent me a new one. No, and, no. <laughs> yeah. The new one's not autographed. So, oh, well. So that's did, what I get. Did, did that mean you're leaving the Southern Baptist Convention because you didn't get the thing that made I'm you out of Yeah. No, you know what my favorite book is? I have a first edition of um, Tozer's The Pursuit of God. That's Ooh, my that's very book. favorite book. My wife bought that for me one time, and uh, it sits here on my desk at all times. One of my very favorite books. In fact, the first ebook I ever read was The Pursuit of God because it was free. And I had bought a, a nook at the time, uh, and I couldn't afford to buy any books because I had spent all my money on the nook. So, um, that one was free. I read it. I thought this guy's a genius, but, uh, yeah, anyways, so let's talk about book publishing. I know you're very passionate about that. It's a very boring topic. So I am sorry, listeners. <laughs> yeah, I picked the topic, uh, and I'm kind of making, I bent. Sam's arm. Josh is making talk. me talk about this. Talk about it, Sam. So here's the here's the reason I want to talk about it, because so many established church pastors are interested in getting a book published. And so many people don't realize the process. I don't know that we need it. They can Google that. But I thought what we would talk about a little bit is, you know, a couple things. Here's some thoughts I have. Why should you publish a book? Or when should you publish a book? Are there reasons you shouldn't publish a book? And so some of our listeners right now are like, I have a genius book idea. What would you say? Let's start with the, the negative. When, what, what are some reasons not to? What would you say as a, a book publisher, as a book author? You probably shouldn't publish that. What do you think? Well, there, are there are any plenty reasons? of reasons not to publish a book. Uh, like one, what? there's no audience for it. So. You know, I get, I, I do get submissions from people a lot and they've got some idea that just doesn't have an audience at all. Um, you know, it's just very, very limited audience. It's just not going to be a financially feasible sort of endeavor. Um, how do you know though if that's like, I mean, uh, there obviously has things, the word memoir in the title. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So that, that eliminated half of our Your listeners. first book. Not writing their memoirs. And I, I, I do realize there are some crazy exceptions to the rule there, like Hillbilly Elegy and some others, where, you know, your first book was a memoir. But if, unless you are in your 70s or 80s, just there's no need for you to write a memoir. Um, so that Are you would saying be, nobody cares. Is that another, nobody, nobody cares about your memoir. Is that what you're saying? Your, your mother cares. And, maybe. And, and maybe your spouse, maybe. So yeah, well, if it's, a that reminds me that your mom always likes all the stuff that I post on Twitter and stuff. And I, and that always encourages me. Oh so. man, my mom, Nellie Joe. Yes. She is the so most encouraging person. Out I love there. it. I always say Jackie. she would read my memoir if I wrote it. She would. She'd probably um, read mine too, and she, write me a nice note about it. She's probably so sweet. would, but she would never be met her in person. Memoir. But she's so sweet. All right, so <laughs> memoirs, no. Yeah, forget that. Um, technical stuff. Um, highly technical stuff. Um, mm -hmm. you know, that's a manual. That you know, that's a YouTube video. That that's not something you need to put in a book. Um, 
So yeah, there's plenty of reasons not to write a book. Are there are there spiritual or emotional reasons why you should not? Well, yeah. I mean, if you're crazy, then you don't need to be <laughs> writing a book. Uh, just write it. You, write it on paper. And if make if what you have to yourself. say is heretical, burn it. I mean, yeah. I mean, okay. Yeah. No. There's. Yeah. Um, you know. Well, I was thinking more along the lines of what you you know you're going to write a book to be famous, or you're going to write a book to fix the church, or you're going to write a book maybe I don't know to uh, like promote your career. Yeah. All of, all of those, are ter- those are terrible reasons. To write well, the, a book. the promote your career thing. I mean, that's what that's what professional business professionals do. I mean, they write books and they become famous and it promotes yeah, their career. I, okay, so I understand the whole idea behind platform building. I'm I'm actually someone who doesn't mind people building platforms. I hate that term, but it, you use it because mm-hmm. everyone knows what you mean. It doesn't bother me so much, but. If you, re- I mean, seriously, if you're writing simply to be the credible voice in a particular area, and you're ju- you're just writing it just so you can gain that credibility, um, I have issue with that. Y- you know, mm-hmm. you really need to be somebody who is passionate about the subject, knowledgeable about the subject, and know by the way you can actually write. Um, mm. So yeah, it, and experienced about the subject. Experienced like, about the subject, and. and yeah. And and then if you if you are all of those things and you you are gifted as a writer and you want to build your platform around a book, okay, fair enough. But yeah, there are a lot of people out there who think that if they will just get a book out on a particular topic, that they can then build a platform around that book. And, and what they find is is it's not true. Um, mm-hmm. It just the book just goes nowhere. Content drives everything with books now. Content, content, content. I can't tell you how many times I've told that to people. You know. I, you've got to have good content. Um, a marketing, well, a, good the, mar- a good marketing plan works for like one month and you can get, you can get decent sales for like one month on a good marketing plan. Um, yeah. and after that, it just, it falls flat. And if the content's bad and you know, to be fair, you, it will make, you know, to a certain audience, um, you know, if you have a book on your bio page of your church website and, or if you're putting together a resume and you've pastored for a while and you've got these books, it it does impress people. I mean, we're, we're not ignorant to that fact. It is a reality. Yeah. That's what, um, oh, yeah. no, no, no doubt. I mean, here's the thing about, yeah, search committees will often look at your bio and go, wow, we wrote three books. They're not going to read the books. I mean, no. Mm-hmm. There may be one person on the search committee that actually reads the book. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you want to play the game, I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, but I mean, if you're somebody who's going to play the game, I mean, you're playing the game with more than just books. I mean, you're going to play the game in much Ooh. easier ways than actually writing a book. <laughs> Rainer got a burn. That was, I mean, that's insightful. That's true. I, d- I never really thought about that, but that, that is a, that is a true word there. Um, if you, you want know. to play the game, there's easier ways, like, than actually going through the process of writing a book. Yeah, like buy Twitter followers. There you yeah, go. there are there are people that do that too. Yes. Okay, so we've talked about that. Good reasons. Then I'm curious about this. This is this is self. Josh King wants to know. I mean, like, should I write a book? I mean, yeah. so I'm going to have my first question. I always ask people, do you enjoy writing? And some people look at me like I'm nuts. Like, well, I've never mm-hmm. tried. And I'm like, well, then you don't need to start with a book. You need to start with a. You need to start writing articles for magazines. You need to start writing a blog. You need to just r- writers write. They just write. I mean, whether they get paid for it or not. They're, exactly. They're yes. They, yeah. you, writers write. They just enjoy writing. It's like preachers preach. Um, mm. If you enjoy writing and you have a, a 
a message for an audience that is going to be beneficial, put a book together. Absolutely. What um, about what about a guy who's insightful, kind of has some experience in a topic or a realm, and uh, he'd like to share that, but he's not a writer. What what would that guy do or a girl? What would that person do who wants to kind of share that? Start. Is there an avenue for him? If you're if you're not a writer, then the book isn't the right form. Um, oh, that's a good that's a good word. Yeah, I mean, the, right. start a podcast, start start a vlog, whatever they call them, the video blogs, you know, VLOG. Oh, please don't do that. Please don't. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> They're brutal. Listen, man, there's some that are pretty good that are out there. I'm just saying, if you're not Name a writer. Five. Name I mean, five. I'm just kidding. Don't do I mean, that. Like, don't do that at all. Seriously, I mean, people that want to write that don't, that, that, that aren't good writers, it's like, man, I just want to preach, but I'm a terrible speaker. It, it's just like, well, it's probably not the thing for you. Um, I want to preach, but I hate talking in front of people. Right. Yeah. It's just like, uh, unless God is, no, the whole thing of like God's calling that supersedes everything. You right. Know, I, I, Sit I, down, but, Moses. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. But generally speaking, <laughs> generally speaking, if you're a terrible writer and you want to get a message out, a book's probably not the way to do that. There's, there's right. other ways to do that. I'm with you. And that's, you know, that's part of the reason I so enjoy this podcast. You two both publish fantastic content, read both of y'all's um, you know, things that you write, your books, and then Micah has some commentaries and some other books and things that um, I really enjoy. Y'all are great writers. I love l reading y'all stuff. I'm not that person. I'm not a writer. I don't write, but I like to talk. I like to share. And so that's why the podcast has been a great medium for me personally. So I get that. Okay. What else? What else should they think through or good things or I should think through? So, you know, if I'm going to write a book. Yeah. The other thing to do, do, I mean, we're basically I'm, I'm working... Sorry. We're basically working through a proposal is what we're doing right now. Like, what do you put in a proposal? Um, who else has written something about it? So if you're like, you know, I'm going to write a book about marriage being a covenant and I'm going to call it the meaning of marriage. It's like uh, that book's been written. Um, yeah. But what <laughs> if you're smarter than that guy? Uh, you're not. <laughs> you are not. You are definitely not. So yeah. hush. So do you <laughs> And just – has this been written on? Um, hey, I've got a question for you, book people. How do you know if you have enough of a thought to make a whole book? Like, that seems like a lot of words. Well, I mean, books vary in length. Books can be as small mm -hmm. as like 20,000 words, 15,000 words even, which is more of a white paper, but there are people that make books out of that. And as long as, you know, 200,000 words. Uh, uh -huh. Which, by the way, you know you're an amateur if you talk in terms of pages. So mm. if you're uh, just, just a little tip here, you know, cause you know, I, I had to get started at some point. So if you're wanting to get started and you're fresh at this, you, you don't know, you, you need people to tell you, right? So it, I'm not knocking you, but, um, it's what this shows for, it's just part of what we do. If yep. you're, if you want to talk intelligently, please talk in terms of word count and not page numbers. It, you will do yourself a favor. You, you immediately show yourself to be a complete amateur. If you're mm. like, how many pages does it need to be? Does wow. Work, work See, this out. is helpful. The next time I'm at the convention, I'm hanging out with all the Lifeway people. I'm going to, I'm going to pop out page numbers. I'm be like, yeah, I'm knowledgeable. <laughs> they will be very I, nice to you, actually. And then they will try to sell you a Bible. <laughs> they are nice to me. I'm not talking about those Lifeway people. I'm talking about, uh, the, the office ones. And, uh, yeah, they are nice, but I, they know I don't know what I'm talking about. So that's fine. Yeah, and and can you get passionate about the subject matter? Um, that's so critical. It, it, there's plenty of things that need to be written on, 
but uh-huh. you're not the one to write it just because you, you find that particular subject to be boring or, or irrelevant. Um, but write something you're passionate about. I have a question. How many times are people, do you, re- how many people read through your stuff before you, I know you have your own publishing, but let's say you didn't. How many people like your wife, your pastor friend, your buddy read through your stuff before you submit that? Like, well, definitely not my wife. Um, no. My wife will read it if I ask her to because she's just a kind and generous person, but that's not her thing. Um, if you're talking about like like a blog or you just a book or an article or or what? Let's I mean, let's say somebody out there is just passionate and they're a good writer. They think they're a good writer. They've got a great idea and they've got enough to fill up a bunch of pages and word counts. And they decide that they're going to – I'm going to go make this – I think I'm going to submit this. Do you advise or is it advised that you have a couple friends read through it? Absolutely. Maybe? Oh, yeah. As many as possible, um, you know, within reason. Find somebody mm-hmm. who's experienced. So find an experienced writer who can coach you along the way. They're going to give you invaluable advice. Um, somebody somebody knows what they're doing. Um, so find that person. And then find the people in your audience. Like, who are you writing to? Please don't write to every believer. Um, you know, that you just, that's the, this is big giant. Everyone wants to write, well, who are you writing to? Every Christian. It's like, that's not an audience that, you know, that. Well, see, that just killed my book. I was going to write to every Christian about my experience of going to heaven and coming back. Well, but you know, though there not. are, there are, there are some examples of books like that selling, but, um, <laughs> we can talk about the merits of those books at a later date. No, we can't because our last podcast, we do not, we don't speak negatively about things anymore. If you did listen to the last podcast, we try to be positive. Yes. We're being um, positive. I'm um, being sarcastic. Yeah. Find some people in your audience. Like, who are you writing to? So, you know, that's I'm, really I'm, insightful. I, I like that. Get their take and they're going to tell you. Um, you know, of these three chapters, th- this one resonated the most. I've really liked what you said here. And they're going to well, get how these- do you go ahead? How What's- do you guard against like too many, too many cooks in the kitchen? Like I make graphics and uh, you know, there's, there's times where I'll make a graphic and I know I'm not going to show this to very many people. I'm just going to go ahead and use this graphic because you start to get lots of feedback. It's like, well, I don't like this. I don't like this font only. And you start tweaking everything. You just, and a book I would imagine is much more like that involved. And if you have like eight people reading and they all try to be the editor, how do you get feedback or how do you guard yourself? Or is that just something you've got to believe in your vision? Yeah. I mean, there are writers who are artists who guard every word, right? I mean, mm-hmm. the editor does anything to the book and they just get all up in arms because, you know, you, you've, you've messed up my art. Um, so if you're, if you're approaching a book at, and I, I love art. So, and I love artists. So don't, don't get me, don't hear me wrong here. And there are some people oh, who yeah. are just, they, they and write they're good at that. There's some people who are great artists who are solid writers and they put this content out. It's untouched by an editor and people love it, but that's a very rare, rare kind of book. That's rare forms of art. Um, most people aren't there. Um, so it is a, a book is a community effort. Um, and, and you need to be able to let go of pieces of it because an editor is going to chop it up just to give you a heads up. I remember the very first time I wrote a, a, a widely read article. It was for Outreach Magazine. And I started writing for Outreach Magazine probably 11, 12 years ago. Don't, don't do it anymore. I was a contributing consulting editor for them for, for a long time and great partnership, great, great people to work for. Um, 
And, uh, man, those editors, they just, they, they, it wasn't my voice. I, you know, I felt so violated. And then I realized mm. it's their magazine. I'm writing yeah. for their magazine and their audience. It's not my audience. I, mm. it's their word. audience. And I am blessed to be able to write for a national audience for the first time. And of course, their editors chopped it all up because it's but that's not different for a audience. book, right? Though it's your it's your platform. Sure, yeah, yeah. That, that it is different writing a book. I mean, if you want to go down that down that road and and do that, but then if you write, if it's not a self published work, there's still a publisher, and mm-hmm. that publisher has an audience. How do you and- get that? Like, what's the process for guys like me, just ignorant to this whole thing? You got a great idea. You've written it. You've got some feedback from the the potential audience. You are a good writer. You've got a little bit of experience. What what is a in a bird's eye view just the submission process? What does that yeah, look like? It's hard, man, because there's a lot of publishers that won't even look at you unless you have an agent. Um, like mm, it, I didn't know it, writers had agents. Mm-hmm. Yeah, most. In fact, I say most publishers, most big time publishers, won't even look at you um, unless you have an agent pitching your your particular book. It's a hard thing to break into right now because um, it, it, trade publishers are reducing the amount of vol- – they're reducing the amount of books that they're putting out and focusing on more like big names that sell um, simply because 90% of books don't make money for the publisher. Like literally 9 out of 10 don't make wow. money for the publisher. Then there's the 10% that kind of keep them make afloat. Make a lot of money. Yeah. And then yeah. – well, no, 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 no. Just the 10% no? that are profitable, much less to keep them afloat. And then there's that one book every five years that just blows up and makes them a lot of money. But those are okay. very, very rare books. So what about, you know, this may be a sticky conversation, but so a lot of pastors publish their sermons, you know, like a sermon series, and they call that a book. Um, can be. I mean, in, in most of those books, they read like sermons. They're kind of boring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they I don't sell well. that. They, they like really crossing most, mediums there. Yeah. Yeah. It, it is. And that's why most of those books don't sell well. I mean, could you imagine our podcast being printed as a book? That'd be horrible. No. We'd no, have I can't. Have <laughs> that's just a, as a publisher and as an editor, you just gave me nightmares. Right. And that's what essentially just, you know, printing off your sermons and sticking them together and putting chapter head. That's, that's what that is. Right. I mean, that's, I can't imagine the usefulness of that. Well, uh, here's the thing. A lot of them have built in audiences. They have large churches. They have 5,000 people. They're going to buy it in their own church. Um, and the church is going to pre-buy it. And then, (laughs) yeah, that's, that's, I've heard that happens. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, There are times that here's the, and here's how I feel about that as far as a local church. If you're upfront about something and you're very clear about what you're doing and why, who are we to, to say one way or the other? I mean, there are times when then it's perfectly legitimate to do that. If you're, if oh, you're, yeah. Pl- yeah, there's no problem with that. Just don't brag that you sold 5,000 copies if you, if there's one well, transaction. And then, and then there are some that do try to game the system to get on a bestseller list, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and, and that's where I kind of have an issue, but I, I've, you know what? I've I've got to live my life and there's a lot bigger things to worry about in the world than the person who's trying to get on a bestseller list. But for most of our listeners, they've just got this they they, they just kind of want a book and there's something there's an there's an itch there. What what do you think that comes from? You've written books is what does that I come from? Write. I don't 
Yeah. I just love to but write. I, why I mean, do so I, many people want a book though? Why do they want their name on a book? What is it about that? Well, if that's all that it is, it's just pride. I mean, I mean, if that's really what's driving you, like I just, but it's want a very interesting kind of pride. I don't, I don't, I, I mean, maybe I'm not saying you have an answer or maybe I need to talk to a psychologist about it, but it's, it's interesting <laughs> to me how many pastors of established churches will just, they want a book and, and, and there's been times I want to, I'm, well, I'm a, just, I get to that point of actually sitting so, down and writing. Oh, credibility. That makes there's a credibility factor. So it's kind of like you've got this, you know, you have the right academic credentials. Um, you've taught at a seminary. Um, you've, uh, pastored a church larger than 2000 people. I mean, there's kind of a, there's pieces of a pie chart that you're filling in, in a way, um, for some, I guess. And it's okay. like a book kind of completes the whole picture, right? I've done all of this other stuff and now I've written a book. Um, mm. and I guess some can have genuine motives. I mean, it's, it's kind of like a bucket list for them. You know, some is just like, Hey, I've done this. I've done this. I've done this. I'm going to go try to write a book. And you know, I'm, yeah, fair enough. I mean, it's like write my memoirs. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, and if it's really for you, it's just like, this is a challenge. I'm going to go try to do it. Okay. Great. Cool. Good luck to you. If it's yeah. like, if it's part, if but only the person can know that, is it pride or is it just you trying to live up to a challenge? I, I, I couldn't tell you what, if you were to call out a name, I wouldn't know. Um, mm. unless I just happen to know the person, but you know, if, yeah. if you're, if you're just going to try to do it just for the sake of a challenge, go for it. I'd, I'd, I'd say it, it's a hard challenge if you've never written anything to go write a book. Um, no, I'm not judging anybody. I just think that a lot of pastors, this is a common thought and I, I was curious to get your opinion about it because you have both published your, you, you've got, you're related to a lot of people that have been published and you have a publishing, um, you know, a pub you what is that called you have a publisher you are a publisher and then i own a publishing company yeah you own a publishing company and then your dad is president of one of the largest christian booksellers and so there's just so much that you have this insight to but then so many of our listeners i would i would venture to say i think at least 75 percent of our listeners would be like yeah at some point i have seriously given thought to publishing a book because it's just something about then let me break it down real easy for you Start writing. Mm. You know, just go ahead and start writing. Put a blog like out for there. blogs and online stuff. Yeah. Or, or if you're like, eh, I don't want to, I don't want to blog. I don't want it to be out on the public. Open up a word document or pages or whatever it is, Evernote, whatever you use, and, and just start writing and practice every day. Read books about writing. Believe it or not, Stephen King's book on writing is excellent. Whatever you think about Stephen King. Which is really strange for a pastor to be making that recommendation, but I like his, an, I like his name. It's, it's, like uh, it's an excellent, but one of the best books on writing is just Stephen mm-hmm. King's book on writing. It's just the, this whole idea of the passion of writing. And, and King says he, he writes, I forget how many words a day, no matter what. It, it, it is like, really? I think it's 2,000, 3,000 words. Gets up, writes, no matter what. Every single And they're all single terrifying. Day. We can talk about the content later. That's a whole nother argument. It'd be so funny if you got a hold of those words that he's writing that'll never be posted. And they're just like, they're poems about flowers and stuff. That's what, that's my thought. That's what I think is happening there. As someone who has followed his career a little bit, I highly doubt that that's the case. (laughs) Um, Okay. I've got another question. So this one's going to go long. What's the difference in, you know, fundamentally the difference in self-published, um, Rainer Publishing, and then you said something about trade publishers. Like, yes, is that yes, an so easy it, thing to answer? Because yeah, I don't yeah, know. I can, I, I'll 
to answer it as, as best as I can in a, in a quick version. So a trade publishers, you know, the, kind of the traditional publishing, publishing houses that you think of, you, you have an agent, you have a contract, you go to them, they give you an advance, you go write a book, then they market, you know, they market the book, they get it through certain distribution channels into bookstores. Um, that's a trade publisher. And the, I would say the vast majority of publishers that are out there, that's what they do, whether large or small. Um, and then you have the self-publishing route, which is exactly what it sounds like. You yourself do a lot of that work. You do the editing. You do mm. the formatting. You do the cover design. You or you pay somebody to do it for you. Um, and and you put and then you put it out there, whether on Amazon or you pay a lot of money and you you have somebody actually do the distribution for you. And and self-publishing, we actually we actually help. This is we don't advertise this, but some people we help self-publish for very very small fee at Rainer Publishing. Um, and that's not a commercial, but if you uh, if you're interested, you can email me at Sam at Rainer This episode of BST brought yeah. to you by Rainer <laughs> and um, Lifeway. But and, and there, there are times to do self-publishing. There really are. Um, but the, but that, that can range from our price, which is really low, up to like fifty thousand dollars. I mean, I've heard of people yeah. paying fifty, seventy thousand dollars to self-publish a book, depending on what they want to do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and so you have that route as well. Um, and then you have basically what Rainer Publishing is, which is kind of in between. We don't offer in advance. But it's not going to cost you anything either. Um, so we're banking on selling enough copies to break even and a little more to make it worth our while. Um, and mm -hmm. most of our books are at Render Publishing are first time authors or somebody who's got something that a trade publisher, they've, they've published with others, but they've got something that's not, uh, not as attractive to trade publishers. Um, most trade publishers really are hoping to sell 10,000 units a year of a book. If they can get to 10,000 wow. units a year of a book, they are like, you get to 20, 30, 40,000 units in a year. You're, you're, you're getting close to a bestseller list. So what and, is like Stephen King? How many does he sell? A lot. A lot. More million. than 20,000. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot. Um, he sold millions of books. And here's the thing as an author with a trade publisher, you're going to make about a dollar a book. So let's say you sell, you know, 7,000 units your first year, 2,000 the next year, 1,000 the year after that, and it goes out of print. You know, you've sold basically 10,000 units over three years. You've made about $10,000 in three years. If you think that you're going to make money writing a book, you are sorely mistaken. Um, mm. You will not be able to make a living writing. Only the rarest of writers are able to make a full-time living writing. So if you've got these dreams of being a full-time writer, ain't going to happen. I mean, it just ain't going to happen. Um, I write a lot. I've been doing it a long time and I know what I make off writing. I'm not going to be able to make a, make a full-time, not full-time. And, wow. and I'm a fairly experienced publisher author. Um, right. not the best, but I'm, I'm, I've been doing it a while. I could, I, I couldn't, I couldn't do it full-time. I just not. So let's close, let, let's close on this. Who are some of your favorite authors, uh, books that you like to read? And say, you know, I'm looking for that Stephen King type of stuff, not the, um, you know, the, the, the preacher books. We all know that. <laughs> we all know we all love Piper and Keller and Driscoll, or, yeah, Driscoll Endeavor. But besides that, who else? So I am a very eclectic reader. Um, mm -hmm. I'm all over the place. A lot um, of Vanity Fair? No. Um, oh. but, uh, I, you know, an author that I come back to most is Hemingway. I love mm. Hemingway. He is a, uh, he's a Florida guy and okay. he's strong American fiction writer. 
and uh, very interesting subject matters in his in his books. So, cool. um, if you want just a you know kind of off the wall sort of recommendation for non preachery sort yeah. of recommendation, don't give us that stuff. Nobody cares about. Yeah, that. I like uh, I like Hemingway. Um, and then oh. I read a lot of, you know, I just read eclectically. I, I read business books. I read uh, like the latest book I just, I just finished was killing, killing marketing. Um, and then before that leadership pipeline, those are two excellent books, by the way, if you're looking for a, a, a recent recommendations on a bit, on a I like, um, uh, I like Grisham. I read everything that he puts out. I just like it. It's he, and it's similar because not similar to Hemingway, not that level, but, uh, he's from Mississippi. And I grew up in Mississippi. And so that connection and uh, some of his earlier works were, you know, the settings were in towns that I knew. And he would talk earlier about stuff was better. Yeah. And he would talk about streets and things that I don't know. The last one, Rooster Bar was really good, but that's that's a sidewalk. But um, he um, yeah, I just really enjoy that kind of writing and, and um, you know, the Southern Gothic style. But. You know, it's not like we're going to agree theologically and, and politically with her, but I love, love reading Anne Lamont. I love mm-hmm. it. And Bird by Bird is one of my all-time favorite books. I just love. Now, there's literally several chunks of it that I completely disagree with her. But I would rather hear her opinion that I disagree with than anybody else's because it's just the way that she writes. I love it. So be I love interesting. That kind of if you're a writer, be interesting. Um, because even be, if they disagree with you, they'll still buy it and listen. Because <laughs> that's interesting. Don't be blind. And the same with the same with painting, right? I mean, if you're a painter, it's mm. just like do something different. Be interesting. Um, mm. And then the, you know, I'll, I'll end with this advice. You know, if you're uh, writers are readers, so mm. um, read broadly to understand what's out there, and then read specifically in the area where you want to focus. So you know, I'm reading mm. a lot of practical church health stuff because that's that's where I'm at. Then I want to see what and else that, is out there. And I read a lot of magic. No, I'm just kidding. I don't read any magic. Just kidding. So <laughs> I got all sorts of questions for you now, but we don't have time. <laughs> oh, that's all the time we have for today. And uh, so if you're listening, thanks for listening. If you are a writer, keep writing, keep enjoying that. But, you know, think about it. Think about it deeply. And uh, again, thanks for listening to EST. We hope that we'll catch you next week. You've been listening to EST, a discussion for the established church. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter, as well as subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes, Google Play, or your favorite podcatcher. Thanks for listening. Support for EST is provided by Southeastern Baptist Theological Seminary. The mission at Southeastern Baptist Theological Seminary is to glorify the Lord Jesus Christ by equipping students to serve the church and fulfill the Great Commission. The school is located in Wake Forest, North Carolina, and offers more than 40 different degree programs ranging from Associate of Divinity to Doctor of Philosophy. With more than 3,400 students enrolled, Southeastern trains future and current ministry leaders to lead effectively, study the word diligently, and preach the gospel unashamedly. Learn more about Southeastern by visiting www.sebts.edu. And come check out our campus to see how you can join the Southeastern family and learn how to go to reach your community, your nation, and your world. Wherever you're going, Southeastern will help you get there.